Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. This is the type of information and the type of book that you absolutely need to read because you won't find this kind of information really anywhere. The reason why a lot of the solutions that you're going to start to find for yourself, for your life, you're not going to find anywhere else is because sleep is free. Sleep is one of those things that I want to go ahead and ask you a question that he go ahead he, he goes ahead and poses to us being what would be the more normal state of being for humans is it when we're awake or is it when we're asleep what is truly normal and I really love this book because when he starts he really begins from where we as humans originated and then through history a lot of where we are today and then going into medical ailments medical practices uh, and then derivatives from there so giving a little glimpse of what he talks about in the very beginning is one of the big advantages for us as humans aside from us being able to defend each other is that we compared to monkeys stopped living in trees we would sleep on the ground which allowed us to lay completely flat and when we could lay completely flat, it allowed our brains to go into perhaps a lot more deep of a sleep because, well, when we can spend a lot more of our blood, uh, our nutrients, our energy inside going towards these aspects of our brain or places in our brain to really push certain other functions, a lot more things can be happening. From here, you've likely heard of NREM and REM sleep or <coughs> non-rapid eye movement and rapid eye movement. So to give you a quick distinction between non-REM and REM is think of when your eyes are fluttering really fast and when they're not. When they're fluttering really fast is REM and when they're not, non-REM is non-REM. So <laughs> if this being the case, or that is being the case between these two, non-REM is going to be a lot like a very long type of brainwave. You can think like a radio wave. And then from there you can think like a gamma wave and with that REM being very high frequencies. So when you're in non-REM this is going to be a lot more of the inner functions for your body. You're not really going to be dreaming, it's just going to be very regenerative and memory consolidation. So then from there, when you're going into REM, this comes into a lot more of the creativity and a level of problem solving, perhaps for any trauma that you may have. And so especially if you have some, some level of PTSD, it is said that <coughs> sleep can help you really repair and move through those types of problems or ailments. It's obviously not perfect, and depending on severity, always consult your doctor, physician, or whomever. But from a doctor, Sleep can be very, very, very powerful on a regenerative state. So when it comes to you sleeping, you've likely also heard of your circadian rhythm. If not, your circadian rhythm is when you are more awake and less awake and likely to go to sleep. And so typically this will follow the sun, right? From here, though, 
especially from young people to young uh, to, to children to young people to young adults to adults and then to elders etc the circadian rhythm will naturally change and it comes from a very, very biological place and so from here there's three different types of sleep cycles you have polyphasic which meaning poly multiple and then the phasic going into sleep so with that being multiple times a day think eight to nine hours of sleep maybe six to nine and then from there spread out over multiple periods of the day you then have biphasic so you can think of biphasic like bipedal right by meaning two and so then from there biphasic you'll sleep at two different times of the day for example when i used to live in hawaii i had a lot of business in the east coast but i was six hours behind in time so i would wake up at 1 30 in the morning 2 a.m i would work until 11 a.m and then i would sleep for an hour and a half I would work from one until five or whatever else I would want to do. And then from there, I would go to sleep probably around 7 p.m. as the sun's going down and then sleep until about 1.32 a.m. So from there, I typically got about seven, seven and a half hours of sleep split up over two different times. And then you come into the more popular, which is monophasic. Monophasic being mono or one singular. And so this is what most people, especially in Western societies, will do. Because like biphasics, like the siestas, you know, the afternoon naps, like in Spain and different places in Europe. So from here, monophasic is what a lot of the Western society does, where you sleep just at one time. And from there, you'll probably sleep, you know, six, eight, nine hours all at once. It doesn't really matter how you do it. The biggest thing is for whatever your body craves and most desires. There's something else you may have also heard or maybe not called your genius hours. You know, if you go to the other episode on time management and time blocking, genius hours are the times of the day where you are really just the most awake. But so when you look at teenagers, for example, they tend to stay awake a lot longer, but the thing is, and this is one of the big contradictions or tough parts, especially with school, is they want us to be at school, like freaking some schools, 6.30 in the morning. But I know for myself, like I had to be in homeroom by 8 a.m. And I really loved that. I remember at times I would have to be in homeroom by 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. And from here, your brain's not necessarily the most optimized or awake, but for some reason, especially teenagers might be super awake a little bit later, or especially in the evenings. And this is a biological reality and, and on purpose because this is supposed to be a time when the old would go to sleep and the young would tend to stay awake more, and this is where it would allow them to flex their potential maturity you know, go out into the world without the supervision and experience that independence. Similarly, this also was good on a biological side with potential predators and staying awake at different times of the day, even at night, in case of any danger, so that they could, you could obviously go and help the family or the tribe in case of potential harm or duress. So you're going to experience these different things especially in infants newborns it's all polyphasic this is why you'll have parents freaking out like oh my goodness i was just awake at two in the morning well yeah because for the baby that's it's just it's polyphasic it's it's still sleeping obviously it's going to pass out at different periods of the day right because it's going through its different regenerative periods and so it's still very much awake in some aspects but so it needs that sleep is critical 
And the very common thing that he emphasizes in here is getting a bare minimum of seven, at least seven hours of sleep every single night. Because when you start to dip into less, it's going to really start to impede with any cognitive functions or just really your general quality of life and open up the opportunity for things like Alzheimer's or any other sort of dementia when it comes to mind problems, cognitive issues, or of course cardiac issues and obesity, health. Uh, it's going to just really tend to make all of those other genetic potentialities become realities especially if you continue to sleep a lot less for long longer of a period of time. Now, especially, again, it ultimately comes down to if you're getting the cumulative hours over the course of the day. So the biggest rule of thumb I can offer and that Matthew can offer being to get at least two hours of sleep, at least one hour of sleep for every two hours of being awake. Say that one more time. One hour of sleep for every two hours of waking. And so that this way you are keeping this optimum rate basically eight hours of sleeping 16 hours of waking and however you want to split it up your body will tell you what it really wants ultimately and so don't try to push it because then similarly the big problem for older people is if they're not careful they tend to sleep a lot less and the common myth is that old people need to sleep less that's not true old people need to sleep just as much as young people do everyone needs to sleep a lot because it's again such a critical function because going back to the original question, what is our normal state of being as humans? Is it really normal to be awake or is it normal to be asleep? What is our body actually trying to preserve, our waking or our sleeping? Especially for Matthew's uh, opinions and perspectives, I would even argue that it would be sleeping. That is this place that we are trying to optimize for our bodies to be able to have the deepest possible sleep, to have the highest qualities of waking. And so when we're able to do so, but the problem being when people aren't doing so, going below seven hours or inconsistently below six hours of sleep and convince themselves, perhaps you convincing yourself that that's okay, but you felt it. You know that it doesn't tend to be that hot of a day. Because what tends to happen is when you are at a lack of sleep, all of the normal things that would happen, you're just going to be more sensitive to. Good news and bad news. So you get hit with bad news, it's going to wreck you way harder. You get hit with good news, it's going to excite you way more. But so it's, it's you know, you can play with it. <laughs> it's like fire. Play with it. You might cook something delicious or you'll just burn yourself. So... You have to be careful with that. It's not like you can't get away with it because eventually, I guess, you might, but you really won't. Because the thing is, is once you lose sleep, you lose it. There is no such thing as, okay, yeah, I will go ahead and make up this lost sleep. Once it's lost, it's lost. And so, again, sleep is very critical to maintain because a lot of people, perhaps you, may create a baseline around this lack of sleep and this lack of optimization or lack of quality of brain, of cognitive, of functionality, of physicality, of happiness and health. So be careful of that. And I promise you, the more you read, you will really understand the criticality of getting a lot of sleep. I know the highest qualities of my time have been when I tend to sleep more, not less. And I encourage you to try it. If not, try it, you know? It's not gonna hurt you to sleep more, I guarantee you. This is a net positive only. 
So go ahead. You can pick it up on Amazon, anywhere else. Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Phenomenal book. Absolutely critical. And it's all the information that you're never going to be sold uh, because it's free. You can just sleep more. It's free. Go do it. You know, No one gets to make money off it. That's why it's such important information. So go get some sleep. <laughs> and we will uh, see you on the next episode. If this was helpful to you, definitely make sure to like, comment below your takeaways, subscribe for future content, hit the notification bell for future episodes, and of course, share on all of your platforms. You can follow us on ours at The Gen Ed Show, and stay tuned for more. It was such a pleasure to have you, and we will see you on the next one. Always remember to be present, love deeply, and aim higher. <laughs>